You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. And we are live. Big Blue View, listeners, viewers, the Giants are three in one. That is music to my ears. It's music to all of our ears. And I have to say, it was quite the unconventional way to win a football game, Chris. There were just a mire of injuries, just a ton of injuries all over the place for the New York Giants. And they were going up against, I would say, a team that they should theoretically beat, but they were able to come out with this victory, despite it getting really hairy at the end with the pitchback situation. But Chris, one of the biggest storylines are these injuries. So can you please, unfortunately, go through them for us? Yeah, by my count, the Giants finished this game with eight players leaving the field over the course of the game with injuries. We had Daniel Jones with his ankle, Tyrod Taylor with a concussion, Evan Neal with a neck injury, Mark Lewinsky with an ankle injury, Kenny Galladay with a knee injury, Julian Love with a concussion, Aaron Robinson just back from his appendicitis with a knee injury, and then Jihad Ward with an unknown injury. I'm going to guess it's a knee because that's what limited him during the week, but we don't know. So I I don't want to say for certain on that one, but even though Jones kind of sort of came back onto the field and Mark Lewinsky came back and Giad Ward came back onto the field, this was just a bloody, bloody win for the Giants. In my post-game post, I'm putting this down as a Pyrrhic victory for the Giants because, man, they they kind of burned it to the ground to get this win. They had to. They had to at the end of the game, bringing back an injured Daniel Jones after Tyrod Taylor. Look, Tyrod. I respect the heck out of you for trying to get that first down, but leading with your head like that and taking a shot like that is is not the way to do it when you're the backup quarterback and you have no one else dressed on the roster. You don't even have Kadarius Toney right now who you could throw out there in that type of situation. So hopefully he's going to be okay and all that is cleared up. And I mean, Giants got to have a short week. They got to travel to England. And who knows if Daniel Jones is going to be ready, if that's a high ankle sprain. We're not going to speculate on that, but those are realistic questions that we need to be asking. But to focus on this game, Chris, my God, in the first half of this game, the Giants were bootlegging like it was the prohibition. That's what I tweeted out there because they legitimately were, Chris. And Matt Eberflus, who is a defensive head coach, just would not respond to it. And then once they eventually did, of course, Jaquan Brisker rolls up on Daniel Jones' ankle. But another good game plan where Mike Kafka wasn't putting Daniel Jones into a situation to traditionally drop back, just move him laterally, work the edges, and then force Chicago to adjust. And it took them entirely too long to adjust. And I think that was one of the keys to the victory for the New York Giants. Yeah, the, from the Bears perspective, yeah, from the Bears perspective, this was just an embarrassing performance. You know, if the Giants played like this, we would be calling for heads to roll. Like we'd probably be calling for Wick Martindale to get fired if the Giants played defense like this. Fortunately, they did not. You know, the Giants defense played tough all game long, but man, I honestly couldn't believe how undisciplined the Bears were in their defense. Like even after the Giants were were committing 
on these bootleg rollouts. They still had guys crashing inside. They still had, you know, I believe it was Jaquan Brisker just picking the wrong gap when he was run blitzing. It was incredibly bad. Uh, guys not picking up tight ends and coverage after it was obvious they were running a route. I mean, wow. A credit to Mike Kafka for not getting fancy, for keeping it simple and just going with what worked because it worked all the way through the game, right up until they didn't have a quarterback to execute it anymore. And Saquon Barkley, too. On some of those runs, it was him and Eddie Jackson actually coming down. And Eddie Jackson would shoot the alley. Saquon Barkley just used just a little bit of patience to allow Eddie Jackson to commit to one of those gaps. And then he would just shimmy and jump cut to the other gap. That happened on one of those long runs from Saquon Barkley. Again, another game where this guy looks elite, like one of the best, one of the top two, if not arguably he's in the conversation for the number one running back because one of our biggest gripes about Saquon Barkley in the past was decisiveness and running with conviction. I've never seen Saquon Barkley run with more conviction than he's running with right now. He is playing phenomenally. He's the centerpiece of this offense. He is the heartbeat of this football team. And I absolutely love it. Yeah. 31 carries a career high for him. Yeah, He only had, a, I think it was uh about four and a half yards per carry. I, I don't have the average right in front of me. I don't want to bring it up just in case we get an autoplay video. And you know, our listeners don't need to hear somebody else's advertisements. But yeah, about four and a half yards per carry. So it was a good day for Barkley, but they needed him. They needed every single one of those yards the Giants got out of him. And yeah, it, it's kind of amazing that the Giants beat the Bears really without any quarterback play. Because even most of the of what Daniel Daniel Jones did was running the ball. He, I believe, he only had what eleven pass attempts, twelve if you count the uh, drop that was bailed out by uh, Darius Slayton down there. He had thirteen pass attempts. Oh. Tyrod Taylor had three, but collectively. Yeah. There was 19 completed passes in this game between Daniel Jones and Justin Fields, and there are. Two, like the two offenses that you would script in the NFL right now where you can read that stat and be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. It's the Giants and the Bears and they just played each other. It's ugly, man. It was gross and the Giants suffered a ton of injuries and they were still able to come out with the victory, showing resilience. I felt like the defense played much better. The way they were able to contain Khalil Herbert, who just ran all over the Houston Texans last week, I felt like Tay Crowder and Jalen Smith, linebackers, I know, linebackers are disgusting right now in the New York Giants, right? But Tay Crowder played really well from what I saw. Now, I'll review the All-22 and see exactly if there is if, if my mind will change, but I don't think it will be because he made so many clutch plays, and so did Jalen Smith. They were all over the field. And I think if Jalen Smith and Tay Crowder can play like that, it can really help help this defense but obviously Chicago doesn't have the best offensive line Chicago doesn't really have a lot of weapons that you have to worry about in the passing game I felt like early on when Darnell Mooney came up with a couple big passes I was like Ooh. you know geez yeah. could be a rough <laughs> one could be a rough one you know well yeah. let's get a little a little nervous there, Chris, but the Giants were able to shut it down and just get pressure. They sacked Justin Fields six times. And that's what you want to do. Young, inexperienced quarterbacks take advantage of a Wink Martindale is a master at that. And not even just through scheme, which he was scheming up some elite pressures. You had Dexter Lawrence winning his one-on-ones. You had Kayvon Thibodeau going in unblocked, a little bit more of a scheme and just actually really adjusting the path of Justin Fields and, and accounting for his ability to run because Justin Fields had 52 yards on the ground. So in the second half, the Giants had to figure out a way to contain him. And I felt like they did a better job in the second half than they did in the first. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? 
you need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Yeah, that is something we saw throughout the season so far is that big plays have been there through the air for opposing offenses. You know, like those, those big long passes for Justin Fields. Things could have gotten hairy if he was able to sustain that. But fortunately, the Bears weren't really interested in throwing the ball all that much. And the Giants were able to dial up enough pressure to convince them to run the ball, that that was their better option. And then you bring up Dexter Lawrence. Man, he had one hell of a game. I'm interested and curious to go back to the tape to see how much his play impacted the linebackers play, because it's a lot easier to play linebacker when you've got a 350 pound defensive tackle, just living in the opposing backfield, just beating the pants off of the left guard, beating up the center, forcing the, that basically a rookie quarterback off of his spot, force him to pull the ball down and try to make magic happen with his legs as opposed to coming up and attacking the middle of the field and forcing those linebackers to have to respect those passes. And then once the Bears pretty much gave up on throwing the ball, it's all downhill. The Giants just had to play downhill. That was it. That's exactly what what happened, too. The Giants just shut down the run. They're like, you're not going to run the football. This is what we wanted them to do against Dallas, but I felt like Kellen Moore did a really good job scheming against Wink Martindale and probably won that chess match. But in this game, the Giants were able to shut down what Luke Getzey was trying to do, rushing, and then just put it all on Justin Fields. And it seemed like Justin Fields would get the pass, look downfield, Pressure was already in his face. And by that point, he just abandoned throwing the football and he just tried to use his athletic ability. And I felt like in the first half, he was doing a really good job picking up some first downs and extending plays and improvising. But the Giants figured that out. And that was another key to their victory, in my opinion, was just their ability to shut down the passing attack and also just get pressure, which is something that we haven't seen too much yet. I mean, the Giants, I think, had what, three sacks going into this game? They doubled that. Like, yes. They had six, so now they have nine on the season, which is great because they were slipping to the bottom third, and now they should be, <laughs> hopefully, you know, towards the middle of the pack in sacks. Yeah, I, I have to admit, I was a little surprised from how little we saw from the Bears' offense. I was expecting them to make more use of Justin Fields' mobility. I was expecting to see them use him maybe a little bit more like how Mike Kafka used Daniel Jones with those bootleg rollouts, with the read option plays, just do things like that to try to slow down the Giants pass rush because those plays downfield were there, but we didn't see any of that. We didn't see them put anybody into motion. We didn't, we saw almost no play action. It, it was, it was almost like they were bound and determined to use Justin Fields as that almost old school pro style passer. And the Giants just feasted on it because that's kind of not who he is, at least not at this point in his development. 
they should look at what Mike Kafka is doing with Daniel Jones because yes. those players are similar just in the sense that they're both very athletic. You take advantage of their athletic ability and make them have easy throws like Daniel Jones did to Daniel Bellinger in the flat a bunch of times. Now, a lot of <laughs> many reasons, times. many times, many a lot of reasons why they were easy was because Chicago wasn't really defending it. And we talked a little bit about Saquon Barkley before, man, but I think we have to reiterate just how crazy that one screen pass was that he caught. And then he yes. ran probably like 60 yards to pick up like 15 or whatever it was. <laughs> but how many guys in the NFL are, are making that type of play? Cause you have to run through arm tackles. You have to break. I think he broke a tackle on that play. Like you need the strength, the power, the, the mental ability to do that while also possessing all the athletic traits that not many people in the NFL possess like Saquon Barkley does. Yeah. There are a few who could make that play. But not many. It, it just to have the contact balance to not go down from that very first arm tackle in the backfield. Because I saw that I saw that linebacker coming in. I was like, oh boy, that this play was a mistake. That is a tackle for a loss. But Barkley was able to keep his feet. He was able to basically spin out of that arm tackle before he could get his other arm around to wrap up. I thought maybe he was kind of going for the ball to try to force the turnover in the backfield, but. Barkley was able to break it, and he just he kind of did what he does as out-athleting the entire opposing defense on a moment-by-moment basis. Feels good, man. Feels good to get a win. Let's talk a little bit about Darius Slayton, who finally had some opportunities in this game, was targeted a couple times, had a drop where he was... Uh, I think it was defensive holding is what they ended up calling. Might have been, Actually, no, no, it was DPI. It was, past, it was, it was DPI. DPI. It was DPI, but still it hits you in the hands and, th- and that's yeah. Darius Slayton man like th- th- he's I hate to like rag on the guy but he has been one of the most inefficient wide receivers over the last two seasons like that's not really something that can be argued like the metrics are there for Darius Slayton he's not an efficient wide receiver and luckily he drew that penalty which I felt like was a penalty but still you dropped the football and then he was the targeted player where Tyrod Taylor, I felt like, put it way too far inside to allow Eddie Jackson to come away with that interception. But at the same time, there is just a small part of me, Chris, that's like, bro, play some defense on the guy. You know, maybe that's a little yeah. unfair. Maybe. But there no, is a part of me that says that. No, I I, I kind of feel the same way. Yeah, Taylor did put that a little bit further inside. I would have liked to have seen Slayton press his route more towards the post, bend it back inside a little bit, and attack the catch point he just kind of watched eddie jackson come up and take that ball away from him now yeah that basically wound up being a long arm punt but still you've got to be aggressive in those situations you see a safety coming across which great play by eddie jackson great range by him yeah he he is having a resurgent season but man you can't just watch the safety come up and make the play for you 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 have to attack that catch point. And I feel like if he did, the catch was that was still there to be made. Yeah, it would have been a pretty miraculous play. And we also saw just the receivers. Kenny Galladay was out there running routes. Uh, did he have a catch in this game, Galladay? I think he had a target. I don't know if he had a catch. And then David Sills had that one. I know he had a catch too, but David Sills had that one bad drop over the middle of the field. Those are catches that David Sills needs to make like you're on the football field you don't create a lot of separation you might know how to run the routes within this playbook and and play within this playbook but you need to come up with hands catches because that's the only way you're winning in the nfl in those contested catch type of situations which that wasn't even really a contested catch so i think the giants wide receiver dilemma is is still an issue and they are desperately 
needing Wandale Robinson or and whatever you want to say, Kadarius <laughs> Tony back on the football field. Kadarius Tony, that would be awesome. But I think Wando, I think this offense runs through Wando Robinson. Like Wando Robinson is going to be Richie James plus some once he gets back out there and healthy. So I'm really excited to see to see that happen. I don't know if it will be in in London. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, the the injury situation right now is kind of the story going forward. Like, yes, the Giants are three and one. That is great. They have played with incredible mental toughness to come away with these wins. Like the Joe judge teams, they don't get any of these wins. They maybe the first one, because that was, wasn't on them at all. Look at what Andrew said, Andrew, uh, uh, Chris, you're in charge of uh, you can bring up, I think comments into the screen. Andrew Gill says, if Joe judge was coach, we would be Owen for great win. Honestly, he might be right to, to be, yeah. to be real with you. He, he might be right. I think that, I think the coaching is the biggest difference from 2021 to 2022. And I didn't hate Joe judge as a coach no. or anything like that. But at the end of the end of the season, I think we all looked at that situation and was like, look, you need to change something up. But the one thing I didn't like about judge was that uber conservative nature. And that's not Brian Dable. Brian Dable yeah. will keep you on your toes, man. Brian Dable will Brian Dable, Mike Kafka, Wink Martindale, that trio of coaches right there. It, it really motivates me. It really motivates it me. Yes. And if it motivates me as a fan sitting in this computer chair talking about this team, what do you think it does to the players? Yeah. Like, honestly, I, I just to talk about Joe Judge just a little bit before we get his name out of our mouths, I knew something was wrong with Daniel Jones when they just did that handoff up the middle, play for the field goal on that long third down. Yeah. That isn't who this team has been. They have been aggressive. They have played to win in every single situation. And when you see them just settle for a three yard run, yeah, something's wrong. Something is very wrong. And we're going to have to watch this injury situation because the giants have that transatlantic flight. Yeah. Being in an airplane going across the Atlantic. Yeah. That is not the best situation for healing injuries can flare up who knows we might have davis webb actually get on the football field which i know one giant fan who would celebrate that and he (laughs) he is one of the hosts of the show and his name is not nick (laughs) filato i'm just saying over the past past few years every time tyrod taylor has gotten hurt a young quarterback has stepped up and proven to be a franchise player Let's just celebrate this win, yes. okay, and not talk about Davis Webb as the franchise player for the New York Football Giants. Yeah, but then, yeah, let's see how we're talking if uh, Webb beats the <laughs> Could you imagine? Packers are playing right now, the New England Patriots, by the way, so that we'll see what happens for them and they suffer injuries yes. or, or whatever because they got a short week too, just like the Giants do that travels uh, something Even rough. Even further for them. Yes, even further for them. That is true. So the Giants win this football game, though, Chris, 20 to 12. I'm excited to dive into the tape here to see exactly what happened, more specifically on the defensive side. I want to see what Wink Martindale was doing with the safeties, with the personnel on that side of the football to really mitigate what Chicago and Luke Getze, their offensive coordinator, wanted to do. But in terms of offense, it, it seems a little bit more straightforward. And it's a lot of what we saw through the first three games, a lot of move the pocket, a lot of bootlegs, a lot of that type of stuff when they were throwing the football. Other than that, just a heavy dose of Saquon Barkley. But like you said a little bit ago, man, the most important thing that we have to go over here and we'll find out a lot of information tomorrow are these injuries because it's not one player. It's not two players. It's not just both the quarterbacks, which is insane. It's key players like Evan Neal and Julian Love and 
Aaron Robinson, who just got back from his appendectomy. There are a lot of issues right now with this Giants roster in terms of their injuries, and they ain't changing the flight to England. So that's nope. got to be the storyline right now. But let's celebrate this win in the meantime. Yeah, absolutely. We, we can worry about the Packers and the Ravens and the Jaguars later on. You got anything else, buddy? No, you know, I think we've about covered it for now. We'll definitely have more once we dig into the tape. Uh, what I got right now is I got some writing to do. <laughs> so do I. So we'll get to that. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Chris and Nick Show live reaction to the Giants 20-12 to victory over the Chicago Bears. Take care, everybody. Check out all of our written content at BigBlueView.com. And enjoy this win. The Giants are 3-1, baby. Take care. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com slash Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com slash flagship. This is a paid advertisement.